Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. Menopause is a natural biological process. We know that, right? We hear it time and time again. We hear people say, you know, it's not an illness and we celebrate that. Of of course, you know, we're so much in the yes, of course, we're not unwell, but actually, yeah, I don't feel well. So hmm, explain that one to me. Welcome back to another powerful and thought-provoking episode this week where I'm your host, Adele Johnston, the menopause coach, and bringing you inside the world of why women are leaving their jobs and corporate careers due to menopause. If you follow me across social media, you'll have seen me posting about this on my Instagram at the.menopausecoach and on my LinkedIn, Adele Johnston. There's an alarming amount of women who have already resigned from their careers, you may be one of them, or maybe thinking about it due to menopause, around a million to date. And in my humble opinion, probably many, many more who just haven't realised it's menopause causing them to resign. Women being taken through performance improvement plans or PIPs, if they're still called that, I'm probably showing my age now, due to capability, or is it? Wrongfully dismissed due to capability, or in some cases their attendance levels, or is it? And even cases of women taking their employer to tribunal over discriminatory practices, where menopause care was not even thought about to prevent such injustices from happening. So welcome to the Menopause Coach podcast, where I dive inside topics that need attention, topics that desire more discussion about them and topics that should be talked about, not ignored or labelled as taboos. If you're a woman here and you're here to learn alongside us, I see you and I welcome you with open arms. If you're a man here to learn along with us, I see you and I welcome you with open arms. And if you're representing as neither woman or man, I see you and I'm welcoming you with open arms. This episode is dedicated to the workplace owners, to business people with influence and the CEO or founder who truly gives a damn about making menopause in the workplace something powerful, not something feared, who strives to make the working environment kind and caring to enhance health and happiness, which by the way has been proven to enhance production and performance. So I'm just saying, and who truly wants to make a difference and be part of our movement of making menopause mainstream. Welcome. So women are leaving work due to menopause, and this can be attributed to several factors. We know that menopause affects women in both the physical and the psychological form. And as a qualified nutritionist, positive psychology and trauma-informed breathwork coach, And now studying my master's in psychology, these are areas I know about and continue to push my own boundaries of understanding on so that we can bring more, we can understand more, we can challenge more and we can offer more support. Absolutely important to not only have this in place and the experience of menopause known about because it varies from woman to woman, partner to partner and Obviously, we know that the reasons for many women leaving work may differ from one to another. 
So let's take a look together at some of the most common reasons women may consider leaving work due to menopause. And I've broken this down into manageable sections so that we can really truly go inside this together, understand what is coming up and why, and we can certainly then look at what are potential solutions. So let's start with the physical symptoms. This is kind of the go-to, right? Whenever we think about menopause, we have go-to symptoms and we list them all. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I'm going to look at this from a place of there are a range of physical symptoms. And yes, we appreciate that they include things like our vasomotor symptoms known as hot flushes or flashes for my American ladies. I see you. Night sweats, fatigue and sleep disturbances. And these symptoms can be so disruptive and make it challenging to perform our career or job duties effectively. Now, I want to take you inside a bit of a visualisation. If you are somewhere safe and can do so, I want to invite you to close your eyes. If you're not and you're listening to me on your steps for health or you're driving, keep your eyes open. But imagine getting to bed at 11pm after an exhausting day having had a terrible night's sleep the night before, you're drifting off after around 15 minutes of calming your mind, only to be woken up at 2.13am. What is it with that time? Starting, finding yourself uncomfortable, you're hot, you're sweaty, then you realise you actually need to pee. So off you stumble to the bathroom, feeling a bit groggy, just wanting to get back to sleep. You avoid putting any lights on because all the sleep experts tell us not to do so. So we find ourselves feeling along the walls and the furniture, praying that we do not stub our toe on the corner of the unit right beside the bathroom door. You climb back into bed, now wide awake, and in sets the frustration. The anxiety that you know that if you can't get back to sleep anytime soon, you're going to be even more exhausted tomorrow morning. And that's not going to work for you because you have a diary that even the most professional juggler will struggle to keep up in the air. White space. (laughs) What the hell is that when we're at home? I'm triple booked and have somehow magically to get myself into these three different teams meetings at the same time whilst also trying to fit in lunch. Does that sound familiar? These are basically everything that I know every single woman here working in corporate or their career or job will absolutely be nodding away to saying, oh my God, Adele, it's like you are inside my diary right now. How do I know this? Because this was me. This is an example of what my life was like in corporate. This is also some of my past clients, not anymore, because we worked it through and those ladies graduated my support programs and have the most amazing boundaries in place now. But this is the typical corporate woman who will say yes to everything, overload the diary, triple book, quadruple book, because lunch has to get in there as well. No white space. So the physical symptoms of menopause are vast. And although menopause is a natural biological process, we know that, right? We hear it time and time again. We hear people say, you know, it's not an illness. And we celebrate that. Of of course, you know, we're so much in the yes, of course, we're not unwell. But actually, yeah, I don't feel well. So hmm, explain that one to me. And And we know that this biological process typically occurs in women in their late 40s or early 50s. But there are women like me and potentially like you and possibly much younger than us that go and experience early 
perimenopause or other factors such as medically induced menopause. Yeah, all of these things have to be considered. This isn't just a, as soon as we hit our 40s to early 50s, we need to look at that bracket of women. We need to afford this attention and care to all women. And here are some of the common physical symptoms associated with menopause as we are still inside the physical space. So we touched upon hot flushes or hot flashes for my American ladies and Canadian ladies. Hot flushes are one of the most recognizable symptoms of menopause. We can see them. Yeah, we can absolutely see them. And for those women experiencing them, it is a horrendous moment. They involve sudden and intense sensations of heat, literally like you are burning alive from the inside out and often accompanied by physical appearance of sweating or redness, flushing of the skin and an increased elevated heart rate. Hot flushes can disrupt daily activities and occur both during the day and at night, known as night sweats. So again, for a lot of women, it's not that they do anything to bring a hot flush on, yeah, although we do say try and avoid alcohol and spicy food if you are struggling with them. But it's not something that you can prevent from happening unless we are bringing your hormones back into a bit of a happy space. Number two, vaginal dryness. One that I struggled with, oh, so immensely with, it was horrific. Declining estrogen levels can lead to vaginal dryness and thinning of the vaginal walls. Now, this can result in discomfort extremes like itching, yeah, pain during sexual intercourse, pain just sitting down, as well as increased risk of urinary tract infections, so UTIs. I didn't have UTIs per se, but everything else, yes. And it was really disruptive to the point that I started to develop a lot of swelling and soreness. I couldn't even wear underwear that had seams horrific. If any of you have experienced this, I know you are one of my sisters right now and you are saying, Adele, I hear you. I know what you're speaking about here. I get it. I fully get it. Jeans. Oh my gosh. Those bad boys, they got folded up and put away in a drawer. They were never seeing the light of day again. I could barely even put on leggings. I was so uncomfortable. Sitting was not an option. Commuting to and from work, was the most painful experience that I've experienced in a long time of my life. I know you get me. Number three, sleep disturbances. Menopausal women often experience these, and we talked about it at the start of this episode, including difficulty falling asleep and then staying asleep. Hey, those night sweats and hormonal fluctuations can contribute to these disruptions and inevitably leading us into a space of irritability, anxiety, and fatigue. Number four, changes in the skin and hair. And we're going to be doing an episode on this particularly for its own focus time, but we know that estrogen plays a role in maintaining skin elasticity and moisture. And as estrogen levels drop, some women can notice changes in their skin. Okay, it can become dry, thin, and we can have an increased tendency to find an additional wrinkle. It's not painful and we shouldn't fear it. But our hair as well can become thinner and more brittle. And for a lot of women, this was one that I myself experienced, a lot of hair loss. So in the shower washing your hair, you may find that you have more coming out than what you would deem to be normal. Weight gain as number five. Many women experience weight gain, especially around the abdomen and we have got an episode on that already, so you can go ahead and listen to last week's. 
Hormonal changes can affect metabolism and fat distribution and we go into detail in our previous episode on this around menopausal belly fat but maintaining a healthy diet and regular movement, okay, not just exercise but exercise as well as daily steps for health can help you to maintain and manage your healthy weight, help the body to release any unwanted or unhealthy body fat. Number six, bone health. The decline in oestrogen can also impact bone density, leading to an increased risk of osteopenia or osteoporosis. And we certainly don't want that to be happening. So we do need to be fully aware that women need to have the knowledge and education around that this can happen as number one, but also knowing that a lot of women can experience bone pain. Unless you've experienced bone pain yourself, it's, it's a very unusual experience. It's one of the things where we just can't quite put on our finger where, where am I sore? Why is this hurting? Yeah, but it's knowing that actually that comes with an increased risk of fracture. So we have to be very mindful that if we are in a workplace or a workplace setting where actually there is a higher risk of slips, trips, falls. I've witnessed people falling off chairs before and fracturing hips. Okay, we have to be mindful that this can happen at any any point but having the awareness and the support in the workplace is the biggest most beautiful thing that can happen number seven around the joint pain then if we bring this in in line with bone health and joint pain some menopausal women report joint pain and stiffness okay extending the arm and the the joints click and clack away (laughs) hormonal changes can contribute to inflammation and discomfort in our joints and as estradiol levels so one of our estrogens starts to decline in perimenopause we can notice that we do become stiffer think of your estrogen or your estradiol element of that as your joint lubricant and as that lubricant starts to decline of course we could do with a big dose of wd-40 in the form of of hormones yeah so noting it. Breast changes. Again, a lot of women can go through a really high intense anxiety stage where breast tissue changes, more lumps and bumps appear. And again, although we encourage regular self-examinations and for those ladies who are there having mammograms for breast health, of course we encourage all of that. But it's also knowing that this can exasperate a lot of health anxiety for women and again, impact on sleep and on emotional well-being. Heart health. A big one. We're coming into Menopause Awareness next month for October. Menopause Awareness Day on the 18th. And it's all around cardiovascular health. You will be getting lots of beautiful entries from me over the month of October. And we'll be looking at the various different aspects of heart health. So decreased estrogen levels. Here we go again. Responsible for so many different things but it can affect our cardiovascular system. So as our estrogen levels decrease, this can potentially have an increased risk of heart disease for women. It's important for menopausal women to maintain a healthy lifestyle through diet, exercise, and through regular health checks, because we wanna protect our heart, our center. Number 10, digestive changes. Now this is where things like gastrointestinal symptoms like bloating, gas, flatulence, 
as we know it in other forms, and changes in our bowel habits can occur during menopause. For a woman who has potentially never experienced any type of IBS-related symptoms, not saying you will develop IBS, but IBS-related symptoms, whether that's through constipation or the other extreme of diarrhea and needing to be more frequent in the bathroom, that can absolutely have an impact in the workplace because again we may not feel comfortable or confident coming into the workplace where we have had accidents with our bowels and this can happen nothing to be embarrassed about nothing you have or have not done to make it happen a lot of women think that they've contracted a lot of viruses or bugs because again they cannot hold on to their bowels so these symptoms can be related to hormonal fluctuations and dietary factors but it's important to note that not all women will experience the same physical symptoms during their menopause and the severity can vary widely okay we've got to think about the duration of these symptoms can vary some women experiencing them for only a few years and while others can go on for decades Okay, so management and treatment options for these physical symptoms of menopause are important and they range from lifestyle changes, um, using things like our reclamation formula, for example, where we look at nutrition, your lifestyle and your mind therapies, but also hormone replacement therapy for many women as well. Other things that we need to consider, cognitive changes. Now, some women report cognitive changes during menopause and the difficulty with concentration and or memory. Now these can affect job performances and confidence, a big one. I remember having a meeting with my male boss because I had a board report to write and for the life of me, even though I'd done these reports in various different ways for years, I'd been asked to redesign a report. Okay, I couldn't get it started. I didn't know how to start it. I procrastinated on it, I avoided it and that was not like me at all very unlike me and so frustrating for us both as he wanted it done, tight time scale to get it over the line and I was so deeply concerned that I was showing signs of dementia, early signs of dementia. My mum's mum had passed from a form of dementia so it was always one of these health anxiety risks that I considered and it was driving me crazy inside which in turn impacted my physical body and therefore my health. It was a really horrible time. When we think about other things like mood swings and emotional health, which comes into this, it was a very big emotional time for me then. Menopause can bring about mood swings and irritability, anxiety, depression for some women. And these emotional challenges can make the workplace environment even more unbearable, stressful, less enjoyable, that one meeting that comes into your diary and you just quite literally explode because you do not want to be there. That can sometimes then bring a bit more of an irrational response where our mood swings and irritability are enhanced. We've got other things to consider here like workplace environments. So an unsupportive or unsympathetic workplace environment can lead women to consider leaving their jobs during menopause. And that's what we're here to talk about. Lack of flexibility in working hours, a lack of accommodations for menopausal symptoms, for example, or even discriminatory practices that can contribute to women resigning. Now, this is what I faced. Yeah, this is a really rather unfortunate turn of affairs when I approached my female line manager for support with my early perimenopause. 
Now, I asked for six weeks of reduced hours to get myself feeling myself again to start my hormone replacement therapy after my confirmation of early perimenopause was received when I was 37. I think I might have been 36 at the time I got that, but then turned 37 not long after. Now, it had taken me two years to get to that point, may I add. Two years of consistent and constant doctor visits, private appointments, biopsies, scans, bloods, you name it, I had it. And it was really, a really, really tough time. Faced with limited options and the possibility of a role change, I made the decision one day when I was up in Aviemore with my husband as we sat out in the early summer sunshine together on Sun Loungers. I'll never forget this day. I was absolutely broken. I was in tears. I was struggling. And my husband turned to me and said, you need to leave. You're made for more than this and your health is more important. And having that permission to put myself first when it was a challenge, because both Sean and I's salaries at that time were equal. Okay, there was a big part of the family income coming in was through me and an equal part through him. So the loss in wages, the loss in pension contributions, the lost benefits of private health care and discounts, lost opportunity of promotions and possibility of bonuses, career progression. These were all of a sudden void to me and not as important because my body was in a massive SOS and it needed me. It was a bold move, I know, to just go home that weekend, write my resignation and hand it over to my boss when I went into work the next Monday. But, and I know it's not one that everyone can do or can make, and I fully appreciate that. But for me, it was one of the decisions that completely changed the trajectory of my life. And I share this story with you because had I been given the six weeks reduced hours that I wanted to get myself fighting fit again and feeling more myself, I wouldn't have resigned. And that's a really bold statement to make in itself, but I wouldn't have resigned. But I also wouldn't be here today living my purpose and recording you this episode running the most amazing worldwide certification in menopause care, supporting the most beautiful women and men all over the world, training men's suicide prevention charity Andy's Man Club facilitators in menopause care, working with multiple corporations and organisations around the world to embed a powerful, positive menopause education. All of these things with the beautiful, exciting projects that we've been doing as a team and for me individually. Okay, that's important that I share this with you because the universe had other plans. And what happened to me, which felt horrific at the time, actually happened for me and for you. We also need to note at this point that there are many women who have caregiving responsibilities at this stage of life. Okay, women in their 40s and 50s often find themselves in sandwich generation, as we call it, that form, where quite simultaneously we're caring for aging parents, ill parents, and our own children. The added stress of menopause may make it difficult to balance all of this and the caregiving responsibilities with work and living our own life on top of this. So all of a sudden we forget who we are 
we're no longer showing up for what we want and what we enjoy and what brings us joy. We need allowances for this. We need to know that those with caregiving responsibilities and elements of our life where we give to others is there and cared for, but also add menopause to that, that we really need to be doing more to support. Our career stages as women change. We may decide to leave work during menopause if at a point in our careers, we can afford to do so and take a break or even retire. This may be less common for women who are earlier in careers or who have financial obligations, but having worked inside the corporate wheels for decades before starting my own business, I witnessed this over and over again. I recall one of my earliest career roles in a multinational blue chip company where I supported exec level. And I never understood this at the time. Okay, I was only maybe in my early 30s, if that. But one of the women took a sabbatical and I never understood why she would do so because she'd achieved the level of career that I strived to do. She never came back and we were told it was because she was just feeling unwell and needed the time to focus on her. Now, I can't prove that it was menopause related because... I never even knew what menopause was in my early 20s, other than something that my granny was struggling with, right? But how many women are taking sabbaticals and career breaks as a result of menopause and never returning? We have this lack of knowledge and support, and some women may not be aware of the impact of menopause on their work performance, may not even have access to adequate support and resources to manage their symptoms in the workplace. And like the story I shared with you about my board report, It's a strange thing when you have nobody to turn to who understands and can support you in the right way. Instead, women are being left to struggle through the sad fact that this is 100% avoidable with the correct understanding, support and knowledge. So I support workplaces to embed this effectively, efficiently, cost efficiently as well and quickly. And we do this in organisations all over the world, my company and I. So if you're listening to this and starting to see that your company needs better menopause knowledge and care in place, then reach out to us here and I'll get you booked in for our own menopause in the workplace, senior leadership team or management awareness training, where we also offer general awareness campaigns for your organisation. They're quick and effectively embedded. Now, it's important for employers to recognise the challenges that women face during menopause and to take steps to create a supportive work environment. This can include offering things like flexible working arrangements, providing education and resources on menopause, and promoting a culture of inclusivity and understanding. Okay, we find a lot of budgets are assigned to campaigns and projects for diversity and inclusion, yet these rarely include menopause awareness and support. So what would it mean to your organisation to have a fully trained, certified, knowledgeable menopause support coach in-house. You can do that for as little as £2,999 and you can invest in this training for a member of your team to come through our 12-week certification. After they certify and become your in-house menopause support coach, right? not only is that absolutely amazing, it is super cool, but they can remain inside our Grad Lab membership where they're continually mentored by my team and I and continue their learning and knowledge with monthly trainings, resources, access to their own menopause mentor to support ongoing activities and the latest best practice and knowledge within this sector. So if this is something you or your workplace want to find out more about, 
please do go ahead and join the waitlist for our next intake so you get notified and let me know by emailing support at adelejohnstoncoaching.com. We will pop both those links in the show notes. If you'd like to book a slot with me to discuss your wants and needs for your own organization's menopause awareness program. Making menopause mainstream is vital and it starts with one person taking action to have a ripple effect on others. I want to thank you for joining for this episode today. Until next time, stay vibrant, healthy and happy and know that you're just one message away from speaking with me directly. I love hearing from you and would absolutely welcome any feedback from today's episode or previous episodes, of course. So do go ahead and make sure that you are subscribed so you can leave us a review. What's we're, What we're doing right now, what's going on right now is huge. And you are a part of this and I want to celebrate you for that. So for every review you leave, every share, you let someone know about an episode, we grow bigger and wider and support more and more people around this world. And you are part of that. So I celebrate you. I thank you. And I will see you next week for yet another truly thought-provoking educational episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together, we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So, together, let's make menopause mainstream.